0: The Detroit Tigers win game one of a four-game set against the Minnesota Twins against Sonny Gray. Big, big win heading into the weekend. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, June 16th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked on Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked MLB, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style Tumblr. With every order, all righty. Well, the Detroit Tigers get off to a nice start heading into a four game set against the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota, the division leaders of the AL Central. Tigers win, uh, and it would end up winning in comfortable fashion eight to four victory for. The your Detroit Tigers as they move to back to eleven games under five hundred. It really is crazy how just like that one nine game stretch really just completely. I I mean nine games is a lot, but it's just like th- this was a team that was consistently at or around five hundred, and then uh, a week and a half goes by, and now it's just completely you know big win, but still eleven games under. Anyway, though big win considering uh the 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 setup of the rest of the series right you had Sonny Gray on the mound uh you you, one of the best pitchers in the American League and all of baseball so far this season and to win this game specifically uh, against their ace is a huge deal so I mean you still got to face Joe Ryan you're still gonna have to go up against some good pitchers throughout the rest of the series but getting this one Right off the bat against Sonny Gray is a very, very big deal. We're going to start with some injury updates really quickly. They're nothing too crazy. Uh, Well, Tarek Skubles is pretty exciting. Uh, First off, I want to start with Colt Keith. I saw a couple of people asking me about Colt Keith. So uh, it was kind of a weird situation because he wasn't in the lineup for three or four games in a row and everybody was kind of freaking out. But then the organization uh, in the Scott Harris era does a – they release every week a full injury report. Uh, they do a major league one and a minor league one and Cole Keith was nowhere to be found in the minor league report even though he wasn't playing in games everybody was kind of like what's happening uh, and he was back in the lineup on Thursday night as well and homered in his first at-bat back so I think he's okay uh, it was just I think it was arm soreness soreness of some kind uh, and was out of the lineup for a few games there but he's back and the bat has not gone anywhere home run literally in his first A B back so all good there. Uh, other side, or Major League side, rather, Tarek Skubal. Uh, very exciting. He appears to be close. His rehab assignment goes gets transferred from high single A to triple A Toledo. That is a fantastic sign. He made a few starts in West Michigan, and now his next rehab start will be for the Toledo Mudhens. I'd imagine they're going to start really focusing on innings now from here on out, um, and hopefully – it's only a couple, maybe a few starts in Toledo and he's right back with the club i'm I'm kind of hoping for an early July type of uh, type of situation here, but we'll see it, really the, the biggest thing we're going to keep an eye on with those Toledo starts is going to be the amount of innings he throws in each outing so quick updates there. Let's get into the ball game though eight to four victory, like I said, just a beautiful setup to the rest of the series. Uh, Sonny Gray, like I said, on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. He only goes four innings, three hits, two runs, four walks, and three strikeouts. The frustrating part, well, I'm not going to make it sound like it was the only frustrating part of losing nine games in a row and losing 11 of 12, Uh, but one of the most frustrating parts was that the offensive approach that the entire team had for so long in May just completely went out the window when Riley Green got hurt, and that was that was incredibly frustrating because yes, Riley Green had a thousand OPS in May, and he's he's the best, probably the best player on the team already. Is that crazy? I mean, it's either him or Erod, and they both got hurt. So like, uh, as, as far as non pitchers go, I mean, he's he's certainly the best non pitcher on the team, uh, and and that's. Obviously a huge loss, all true, all fair. The thing is, when he went out, the entire team's approach went out the window, and that's what was just, not that it didn't make any sense, that's obviously a huge blow and all that, but like, golly, they were working counts and drawing walks more than anyone in baseball for like the last two weeks of May, like comfortably more than anyone in baseball. And then all of that just went out the window for for, for during the nine-game losing streak. So, The last two games, well, the last two days, uh, well, game one against Atlanta, too. Really, ever since the streak snapped, while they haven't been winning every single night, that approach at least appears to be returning in in some form. They worked Sonny Gray like crazy. That is, again, I mean, even after this outing when he gave up two runs in four innings, his, his ERA is still two three seven on the year. Like this uh, has been one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball up to this point. Um, slowed down a like a little bit lately than he did. Like he got he was unhittable pretty much in the fir- the first month and a half of the season. But like still phenomenal, phenomenal pitcher uh, this season. And and the Tigers again two runs nothing astronomical. But his pitch count was through the roof by the third inning. Nonetheless, by the time he got through the fourth. And that was the good part to see more walks than strikeouts for Sonny Gray in this outing. Just very, very professional and patient at-bats from the Tigers. Top to bottom, really. Uh, I I thought that everybody was kind of getting in on, on the approach. Uh, even Javi Baez, like two for five, yes. But even... The strikeout he had, and, and even the at bats that weren't that didn't result in hits and didn't result in him getting on base, still w- was in some two ball counts in this ball game, which is <laughs> given what we've been seeing lately, nothing short of a miracle. So, like that, everybody was really getting in on it, which was awesome to see. Uh, we'll get to Torkelson a little bit later because he stays hot. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, just all around, every, everybody really bought into to clearly whatever game plan they had for facing Sonny Gray was executed very, very well, I guess is my point. And a little bit of frustration I had building again, because Sonny Gray goes out of the game. And then I was like, oh, well, is this just going to be like, oh, we we tag Sonny Gray. And then I was worried. And I was like, oh, are, are we not going to be able to hit the bullpen again? Uh, but Sure enough, not only did they hit the first reliever out of the pen, which literally yesterday I got all over the team for never hitting the first guy out of the pen. Uh, then in the ninth, they scored three more runs. Very, very clutch hitting. We'll talk about that approach on the other side of the break. Just the the clutch hitting that they received in this ball game. But uh, yeah, just all in all, like they, they were really patient at the plate. Uh, I I thought that even, I mean, four walks and only seven strikeouts, that's a really good day at the office. You're going to take that more times than not. Along with 12 hits, more hits than strikeouts. That's just phenomenal. That's absolutely beautiful. Obviously, the eight runs, more runs than strikeouts. We're throwing a party, baby. More runs than strikeouts for your Detroit Tigers on Thursday night. Absolute beauty and against one of the better pitchers in baseball. All right, so let's get into a little bit more intricate stuff. We're going to talk about uh, the, the clutch hitting and, and some players that are lately have been consistently coming through in that situation. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the best in the business. They are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon's, but they fit way, way better. They fit way better than those regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because they are fitted with this new, They the company invented this uh, cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but it also stretches and gives you a slimmer look. They are the best. I wear mine everywhere, golf course, home, dinner. You name it, very versatile, very comfortable, and they look great even on me. All right, uh, so go to birddogscom mlb for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogscom mlb for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow. No, we won't. Today's Friday. We'll be back Sunday recapping the last three games of this four game set against the Minnesota Twins. So talking about this offense, first off, I I, I do want to mention, wow, I, I, I guess maybe I don't know where to start. A lot of clutch hitting in this ball game. I, I thought I-, I was asleep. I thought I was dreaming. I I, I-, I had uh, to-, to pinch myself multiple times. And it started early. Like the Tigers' first run of the game came in the top of the second inning. And they had nobody on with two outs. Hit, hit, hit. A two-out hit to score a run. I never thought I would see the day from Matt Veerling – and, and Veerling, that, that was just the start of a fantastic day for him. He goes three for three with a walk, and obviously the RBI. His OPS is now almost back to 700 after today. A 699 OPS on the season. Look, I, I, I'm never going to expect him to be a significantly above league average hitter. But if he can, with all that he brings this team outside of the batter's box, speed, athleticism, base paths, ability for good range defensively you know comes to doesn't take the greatest routes at times but that's a different conversation um there's a lot of tools there and uh, i think if he can even be around a league average hitter he can be a valuable player on this ball club for a while okay uh and and again creeping up to a 700 ops you're starting to get into the conversation of a league average hitter so good to see there uh miguel cabrera with another hit fantastic uh, Andy Abanez with two walks. That's another thing I never thought I would see the day. And his OPS is up to 662. And I know that they have saying these numbers. And you're like, golly, this dude is celebrating OPSs that are like dang near 100 points below league average. Yes, you're right. Because two weeks ago, not even a week ago, Andy Abanez's OPS was like 520. Okay, so uh, good to see there. Kerry Carpenter with another hit. Solid. Zach Short. Pinch hit, clutch double, puts the game from a three-run lead to a four-run lead, continues to just put together productive A.B. after productive A.B., loved using him late there. We already talked about Javi, Uh, Eric Haas with an RBI and a hit. I I mean, everybody kind of joined in on the hit parade. Jake Rogers really saved uh, a kind of brutal outing at the plate, and I laugh for two reasons. One, because Jake Rogers brings unbelievably immense value outside of the batter's box so and he's the nine hitter so i'm never gonna like i've said it before but like jake rogers doing well or not on a nightly basis should not uh kind of like carry your offense should not be like the biggest deal in the world because he brings so much behind the behind the plate there uh as a catcher but his first three bat at bats were especially I thought brutal. Like he was just, I didn't think he was seeing the ball at all. Just completely uncompetitive at bats over three with three K's not offering at anything, not even close to anything. And then in the last day B uh, of the night for him gets a clutch double off the, uh, off the right field wall. So yeah, everybody, like I said, Miggy with another hit stays hot Torkelson Torkelson will kind of transition this into the clutch hitting category. Uh, Spencer Torgelson over the last week has an OPS over 1100, and I know that that's that's seven games, seven days, right? I, I, I'm not trying to to give you like super hyped up and and try to lead you to getting let down again. I'm not. I'm just telling you an objective fact. Okay, over the last seven days, Spencer Torgelson's OPS is over a thousand, over 1100. And in the month of June, his OPS is now over 800. Uh, Phenomenal. Another just set of really good ABs. Uh, He goes two for five with the two RBIs, the really clutch double late, obviously. The one hit, uh, a really good throw. Might have not even been a hit, but they counted it as one. Uh, The biggest thing for me was obviously the the clutch hit. That was fantastic. That helped win us the ballgame. uh, gave us some insurance runs that this team is not used to having, and Alex Lang, I'm sure, is not used to having. Uh, But the thing that I noticed the most was the first two ABs of the game, I think it was the first two, were really hard-hit ground balls to the left side. And they started off in the air and then bounced, and then, like, Correa made a crazy play on one, and then the third baseman, we already talked about that play, if he just lifts the ball a little bit more, it's game time. Like, and again, like he already has an OPS over 800 in the month of June, which is well above league average. That that he, he's been he's been really good lately. But like, I'm I'm telling you, if if that launch angle just gets a little bit again, you don't want to go too much and make everything a pop out. But like, if if it's just a little bit higher, I, it's like the explosion would happen. And I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying look out. It, it's happening. I'm not. You can't yell at me two weeks from now if he goes back down to earth and keeps hitting ground balls. I'm just saying if those ground balls were just lifted a hair more, a degree or two more, and, and all these exit velocities that he's like in the top 20% of baseball in, hard hit rate, were just hit a little bit more in the air, watch out, you know? So that's kind of exciting to see him continue to turn a corner there. Um, hobby, we already talked about. The one triple for Hobby. Hobby was kind of wild too because Michael A. Taylor is a phenomenal center fielder, like one of the best defensive center fielders out there and took a horrible route to that baseball. And I, I think it honestly cost them at least one, if not both, runs there. Um, but we'll take what we can get. And the ball was a slider away in the other batter's box and he still – Pokes into the outfield because it's Javi, but we'll take it. We'll. I'm not going to complain about runs being scored. Uh, we'll take it. So yeah, just really, really timely hitting between, uh, but, I mean, everybody, Short, Torkelson, um, Veerling, Baez, like everybody really, the, the team went four for 10 with Risp and only left five runners on base. 400 average with 10 runners in scoring position. It's a Christmas miracle. Unbelievable stuff. So, uh, great to see. Great to see. And the offense, very quietly, this week, has actually been scoring a lot of runs. If you look at, okay, my schedule just completely, I don't even know what's happening. I tried to pull up the schedule and it completely disappeared. But we have seven runs and five runs in the two games two days ago. uh, We have eight runs on that game. We have uh, big run totals earlier in the week. As well. It's just, it's really nice to finally see the offense prove that they can score runs without Riley Green. Yes, that I I would do (laughs) a lot (laughs) for Riley Green to be back in this lineup, but it is nice to see at the end of the day that this offense is capable because for a while there, they were losing nine straight games. We didn't know if it was possible for this team to actually put up decent run totals without him. So it's nice, it's just, it's been, it's been nice. Really since the start of the Arizona series. I know there's one shutout in game two there, but six runs, five runs, six runs, five, seven, eight tonight. That, that, that's a lot of runs scored over the last week. So good to see. Um, okay. Let's talk about the pitching and then we'll uh, take a look at the rest of the weekend and, and figure out who we're going to put on the mound. Cause I'm not even sure AJ Hinch knows at the present moment, uh, but first, got to tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's sports book, the number one sports book in America. Make sure make your way to FanDuel right now because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet Doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Or I guess playoffs are over now. Baseball season, baby. No better place. Uh, So visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat-first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also got to tell you all about our friends over at Margs. Marg's is the best. This episode is brought to you by Sparkling Marg's Margaritas. Look, you guys know that I love a good drink, and I've been trying to find a replacement for the typical white claws and high noons of the world. Thank goodness I stumbled upon Marg's. The refreshing, ready to drink, sparkling margaritas have officially become my go to cocktail. They're crafted with real Blanco tequila. They're clean, crisp, and they genuinely taste so, so good. They've got five unique flavors. So there's something for everyone. enjoy, I love these the most when I'm kicking back after work, watching a game on a weekend, or just hanging with friends. This summer, I can't wait to pack my cooler with Margs for backyard barbecues, road trips, boat trips, days at the beach, you name it. Margs are going to be there. They're the drink of the summer, no question for me. Uh, And they're also going to be the perfect drink for tailgating season in the fall. So visit sipmargs.com now to find a realtor near you that's s-i-p-m-a-r-g-s.com to find a retailer retailer not realtor near you must be 21 or older to enjoy cheers and please drink responsibly all righty well we are back for our third and final segment here of locked on tigers i appreciate you all for tuning in let's talk about the pitching in this ball game uh we'll start with matthew boyd who gave just yet again the most on-brand Matthew Boyd performance there is uh 6 innings 7 hits 4 earned runs 1 walk 8 strikeouts and the one home run against um so there's it <laughs> yeah there's your analysis uh, uh, uh um it, it's just it's very hard to to approach breaking down Matthew Boyd just because of how consistent he gives up at least one home run every single outing. It's 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 truly mind-boggling to me. Like it's it unbelievable isn't the word because it's become so believable. It's like a fact. It's it's remarkable how you can just like once an outing he, he's going to give up a homer at some point. And so that did happen. And the Tigers were down four to one, and to their credit, not only on the offensive side did they explode and and you know put up eight runs at one point. But Matthew Boyd and the rest of the bullpen kept the Twins at four outside of that second inning. The Twins got shut out for eight innings in this game. So really good recovery from Boyd. And that's something that he struggled with this season. He doesn't get a quality start because that's three earned runs in six innings and he would give up four, unfortunately. But um, really, really nice to see him Honestly, the biggest thing for me was just him going through the order for the third time. We haven't seen him successfully navigate his way through any part of a lineup the third time through, yet this calendar year it feels like. And so to see him get the top part and and eventually the heart of the order third time through and go out unscathed, absolutely beautiful. He deserves a boatload of credit. Um, the And honestly, like in the second inning, it was just the, the RBI single to Willie Castro was one of the worst two-strike pitches you'll see. I mean, it was just a 92-mile-an-hour fastball that could not have been placed more right down the middle. And then the home run was also, it was a slider and not a fastball, but it would be hard to place it more right down the middle. Um, and outside of those two pitches was really effective, and the ability to get the double play there when he went through the lineup through the third time, all of that just really clutch pitching, and I thought Jake Rogers also call, caught and called a phenomenal game behind home plate, and I think that that helped a lot as well. So uh, hats off to Matthew Boyd. Very, very nice recovery, and the biggest thing, what am I going to say? Everybody knows what I'm about to say. Uh, the biggest thing is he gave you innings. You have had no one that has been able to give you innings lately. Uh, and Matthew Boyd, who has not consistently been able to do that, goes out, gives you six. Uh, very, very, very solid and important and clutch and anything positive you want to say. I, I know, again, I know it's not even a quality start, but very nice recovery and and stopped the bleeding uh, enough to where the offense could come back and win this ballgame. So hats off for sure. Um Got a, little, uh, got a little gutsy with the changeup at one point, which I liked as well. Not against it. Got to locate it. But, like, the slider is so often the home run pitch. And the fastball is too. I'm just okay with him mixing in the third pitch a little bit more, I guess is my point. Cool. Okay, let's get to the bullpen. Uh, Will Vest, one of the best outings in a while I've seen from Will Vest. Will Vest really struggled in the spring didn't even make the team out of camp uh, was in Toledo was struggling in Toledo got called up was phenomenal for the first two or three weeks that he was in the majors when he uh, after getting called up had a pretty solid first half of May and then like the last like two and a half weeks just like slowly has been sprinkling in like one run against one run against one run against and the ERA has slowly trickled up it's three two it's certainly far from bad um, but This outing was, I think, the best that his stuff to me has looked in quite some time. Uh, One inning of perfect baseball with one strikeout. Jason Foley then gets the eighth. One inning, perfect ball with one strikeout. Buckled Carlos Correa's knees on a sinker at the knees. Very, very cool to see that. His ERA goes down to 2-4-5 after the outing. And then Alex Lang, one inning of perfect ball with one strikeout. Tigers gave him a lot of insurance runs. Tigers pitching, okay, would give up seven hits, four earned runs, only one walk, and 11 strikeouts. That is dominating the strike zone. And on the offensive side of the ball, again, we already talked about it, more runs than strikeouts in this ballgame. I would say that on, on both sides of the ball, you did a pretty good job. Pretty, what the heck, a pretty you did pretty well. I think that's what I was trying to say at dominating the strikes on a pretty well, good job. That definitely makes sense. So good to see it. And and something that I've talked a lot about with the bullpen, uh, honestly, since taking over as host of this show, I've been talking about it for a while is everybody puts the spotlight on the bullpen when your team has the lead and holding that lead, because obviously that's the most important job of the bullpen. But the most underrated overlooked and just flat out not talked about job that a bullpen has on a daily basis is if you do get down early to make sure that they do not the opponent does not score the rest of the game so that your offense does have a chance to come back in it it was four1 after the second you still had seven innings of at-bats to come back into this ball game and credit again not only the, the bullpen, but Matthew Boyd as well. Everybody just kind of a tag team effort to make sure that the Twins stopped at four, even though they jumped out to an early lead there. So I, I just want to give everybody their, their flowers there. Yeah, this was a really, really fun and solid ball game. Uh, everybody seems to be, the, the approach seems to be back. That approach in late May, the second half of May seems to be back just across the board. Um, And I I know that the record looks ugly because of the nine-game losing streak. Uh, But I I, I said this at the end of the nine-game losing streak as well. I believe it was that episode. The Tigers have lost nine straight. I think it was that one. Um, If this ends up being just an isolated, really, really rough nine games and everything before the nine games was pretty solid, they went way over five hundred in the month of May, and then in June, while I'm not expecting them to go over 500 the rest of the year or anything like that, they still aren't absolutely awful. And they put together, you know, a decent record from here on out. And it's just like, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, that awful post everybody getting hurt stretch there, then maybe we would look a little better at the end of the year. I think, I think that's what I think we can all appreciate that happening. And, and, uh, can at least put some what word am I trying to think of? We can at least respect. I think that's the word. We can at least respect that a lot more than if they just let the the two injuries to E. Rod and, and Green completely let them spiral. Now, again, bigger picture. This is still you have two wins in your last what thirteen games. That's still like you, you know you gotta you got a lot of winning to do to kind of remove that label. Uh, but. The offense lately has shown a lot of signs of life, and I think that it is possible. Looking ahead for the rest of the weekend, uh, three games, obviously against the Twins in Minnesota. Friday night, the Tigers' starter is TBD, and the Twins' starter is Joe Ryan, who is seven and three with a sub three ERA at two nine. Um, I mean, just a phenomenal pitcher that usually dices the Detroit Tigers. Um, and Saturday. Let's get Saturday up. Joey Wentz against TBD for the Twins. TBD getting a lot of work in this series. And then Sunday, TBD for the Tigers and. Oh, Varland going for the Twins it was a 470 RA on the year. So, uh, look, I, I, I mean, this this was a really big win for that th- for this series. The two best pitchers are going in the first two games. Uh, you, you took out one of them. Now, you're going to have a, a TBD starter, could be a bullpen game, could be a call up, could, I mean, a, a pretty, oh, I almost said the W word. We don't want to say that. Um, could you, you could score in that game. And then Sunday, one of their worst starting pitchers as well, due with an ERA close to five. So the fact that you already are up 1 0, you can more or less afford to get sliced and diced by Joe Ryan. And I only say that because he has done that throughout his entire career, Uh, which is fascinating because he like, he just only throws fastballs and yet no one can hit it. And there's a lot to do with that. He tunnels it really well with the few times he doesn't throw his fastballs. Uh, His command is really the biggest thing. Fastball, a well-placed fastball is still the most effective pitch in the sport. Goodness. I can't speak. Um, and so that obviously has a lot to do with it, but just, I, I, I don't I don't want to say just sit fastball. I don't want to be that guy, just, just sit fastball and hit it. Like he he's, he's done really well against a, a lot of much better lineups than yours, uh, with that same mindset. But, um, it, it, it doesn't make it any less frustrating to watch him just mow down your team throwing one relatively straight pitch. But, um, like I said, you can more or less kind of be like okay this game's extra credit if we, were, we if we are to win friday fantastic uh, i'll be i'll be on woodward okay uh but if they don't you can still have a really really productive and effective series uh without winning friday makes sense cool thanks for making lockdown tigers your first listen every single day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts including youtube shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. We'll be back on Sunday recapping the rest of this series. Hope everybody has a fantastic and safe weekend. Yeah, peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you all on Monday, baby. Go Tigers. Nope, can't find the video again. Oh, I really can't find it. Oh, there it is. Go Tigers. (laughs)